Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Saturday morning, my friends, to Off the Shelf here at Blog Talk Radio. And for those of you tuning in over at Blake Radio, where we also air, good Saturday morning to you as well. I woke up this morning to a wonderful surprise because I love the snow. I looked out the window. I didn't even hear that it was supposed to snow in Philadelphia. And I said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> it's snowing. So we had woke up to snow on the ground, and, 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 and it just, just this is our first snowfall of the year, so I'm excited. And, again, I want to welcome you to Blog Talk Radio's Off the Shelf for this Saturday, January 21st. Can you believe January is coming to a close uh, in 2012, and I want to thank you again for joining us, and it is truly a joy to have you here with us. To our loyal, faithful readers, I mean listeners, thank you, thank you so much for always tuning in 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays to Off the Shelf. For those of you who it might be your first time tuning in, I want to introduce myself. I'm your host, Denise Turney, coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And again, thank you for your support, and I encourage you, please don't let another day pass before you pick up a copy of Long Walk Up. It's an inspirational, motivational, empowering, and entertaining book about a little girl who's orphaned in Africa when her mother passes away from malaria and the marvelous, marvelous destiny that awaits her as she goes on to make history and something in in actual real life happened soon after Long Walk Up was published that actually mirrored what took place in the story. And you can pick up a copy of Long Walk Up today by visiting www.chistel.com and that's C-H-I-S-T-E-L-L.com. You can also get a copy any bookstore, online or offline. If you don't see it on the shelf, just ask the clerk for it because Long Walk Up is carried by the largest book distributors in the world. And I want to let you guys know to look out for my new book, Love Pour Over Me, which will be out in a few weeks, and I'll let you know when it comes out. And now let us go and meet our very special off-the-shelf guest. I was just talking to her briefly before the show launched, and for some reason I thought she was dialing in from the United States. She says, no, I'm calling in from Germany, so we want to welcome her from Germany. And our special guest today is Barbara Hoffmeister, and she is an internationally renowned motivational and inspirational speaker. And that's something that she provides a service that people can use around the world at any time who can be motivated and inspired. Barbara is also the author of the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours. And her books are available in ebook format, and she would absolutely love it if you visit her online at www.thetobebook.com, spelled just the way it sounds, thetobebook.com. You can go over there now as you listen to her interview, which is one of the fabulous things about online radio. Welcome to Off the Shelf, Barbara. Well, hi. Thanks very much for having me, Denise. I am so excited, and, and just again, as I was telling our off-the-shelf listeners, you're dialing in from, oh, my goodness, Germany, and <laughs> she said it's starting to get dark over here, and it's just, it's, of course, the sun's been out here in the U.S. about three and a half hours, but it's just amazing, and I, I'm just so surprised. That's my second surprise for the day. <laughs> um, I thought you were in the U.S., and when you said Germany, I'm like, Wow. <laughs> 
At your to start, Barbara, at your website, you note how and and I love his, I love what he does. Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, Erroneous Zones. You said it inspired you to seek after your own dreams, and I think this is absolutely critical, and to inspire others. What was it about erroneous zones that had that impact on you? Well, it was really because I was searching for some help, but I wasn't even aware that I needed help. <laughs> uh, you know that sometimes this happens to us, that we are not quite happy, we're not quite who we want to be, but we don't really know. We just don't feel fulfilled. We don't feel too happy with our life. In those days, I was, uh, I had very, very low self-esteem, very low self-respect also, which uh, in consequences makes you meet the wrong people and do the wrong things, you know, just mm. because you do not have that love and respect for yourself that we all need to really live our dreams and to really become who we want to be. So it was in those days, this was in 1978, so a long time ago, 34 years ago, that um, my friend gave me this book by Dr. Dyer, and I suppose, or I think that she saw that I needed something, you know, I needed (laughs) some help, I needed some information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the main thing that got me in that book was I recognized myself on almost every page. I I started, first of all, I didn't want to read it. Because when mm-hmm. you have low self-esteem, you don't want other people to point it out to you, right? Because you feel low enough about yourself, you don't want anybody else to point a finger at you and say, hey, there's <laughs> something wrong with you. I think and, that anything that anything with us that we know it, we can use help in, we want to hide it. I don't mm-hmm. know why that is. Yeah, but so I'm sorry, I, go ahead. Yeah, when, when she gave me that book, I felt insulted. You know, I thought, why is she giving me a self-help mm-hmm. book? I don't need any self-help books, you know, nothing wrong with me, everything's okay. <laughs> and so I put it on the bookshelf. I didn't tell her that I felt insulted, but I definitely wasn't happy about it. And I put mm-hmm. it on my bookshelf, and I didn't read it for several months. And then one day I had nothing else to read, and I picked it up, and I started reading, and I was absolutely uh, flabbergasted. You know, I was like, Wow. You know, he doesn't know me, so how can he write all this stuff yeah, that sounds just yes. like me? Yes. And, uh, and this is what got me, really, that because I realized that I'm not alone. I'm obviously not the only one with these type of problems, because otherwise he wouldn't have written a book on it. Yes. And And that alone, you know, just when you realize for the first time that you are not alone with your struggles mm. and anybody that's listening out there, you are not alone, whatever you might be going through right now, you know, you are not alone for sure, 100%. And that's, that was my realization. And, and this book really became my Bible for several years. I carried it everywhere. Wow. And if you see it, I still have it. It looks really tattered. <laughs> And uh, I still read it at times, you know, I just sort of open it on any page and I read a few pages. And it's brilliant. It really, really is good. And so from it and from reading it and from starting to understand what was wrong with me and what I could do to improve my life and myself, uh, I started on this journey, first of all, of self-discovery. Very Mm -hmm. important and very interesting. And uh, over the many years, I went to, I think, to every seminar there is worldwide, <laughs> probably. 
Wow. <laughs> I've been in 34 years, and I still go to seminars. I'm flying to London this uh, coming weekend. And, you know, I've been in the States many times just because I wanted to see a certain speaker because I thought that he has something that I I want, you know, that I want to learn, that I want to understand. So up mm-hmm. to today, now 34 years, I'm on this journey, and I continue to learn all the time because we're never done. It's a never-ending process. It gets, of course, I mean, the struggles that I had in those days are long gone, but you come to deeper levels of understanding and, and recognizing what, you know, what you can still do or want to do where you want to go with your life. So I'm still on the journey. I love it. And, of course, after many years, I started to teach because friends of mine asked me, you know, what have you done or why are you going to this seminar and, and why you, you know, why you travel around the world spending a fortune, I mean, really big money <laughs> in, all mm-hmm. the, in, in, in the amount of time that I've been on this journey. And they say, why do you keep going? You know, I mean, you go to one Tony Robbins seminar or you go to one T. Harvecker seminar and this is it. I said, no, it's, it's, that's not how it works. It's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing process. Of course, you yes. don't always you don't always have to go to all the seminars. You can get books, and if you are a little disciplined and actually use them, you know, use the wisdom and the knowledge, then obviously you will also get results just from using the books that are out there, like your own book yeah. or like my book. Yeah. And you know what? So, I when you said that. I just I, I've heard this before, and I was actually hearing uh, Tony Robbins uh, on on YouTube something that he said. And he said that most people who buy books like Erroneous Zones, which you bought and you actually read, well, no, you didn't buy it. A friend gave it to you. He said most people don't read past the first few pages. That is, and that's why, and that's why they don't get any. You know, so many of us don't get out of things what we would hope to because you didn't finish it. You either if it had exercises in there, you didn't do them or you didn't even finish reading the book. So hmm. he pointed out a good made a good point and That's I just thought true. about that when you said you have to do the work and it's ongoing work. It's not it's not a one time thing. It's 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 ongoing work. I wanna ask you next, when you talk about you knew something was wrong but you didn't know what it was. So thankfully the universe brought somebody in your path who was able to help you um, why not just go after your own dreams, Barbara? And this, 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 I think, because a lot of us do do this, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But why not just go after your own dreams? Like if you wanted to open open a store, why do that? Or you just say, I'm just going to do public speaking to see how much money I can make out of it. Why have you also decided to help and inspire and motivate others to achieve their dreams as well. Even as you achieve your own dreams, why have you also decided to make it part of your life's mission to help others do the same? Well, because it helped me so much that somebody helped me, you know, not only my friend with the book, but with all the stuff that I did afterwards. And the difference in my life is so massive. I mean, it's a totally new life. It's totally different to what it was like before. And when you realize that and you know the tools, and you know how to share the tools, and obviously you don't want to keep it to yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with just following your own dreams, depending what that dream is. But my dream was traveling the world, which I did. You know, I did 
for my own learning, and I also do that because I, I speak all over the world and I train people all over the world. So for me, that is two passions combined in what I'm doing. I mean, what more can you ask? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, the greatest reward is when you help somebody else. That is so satisfying. It, it, you know, I really get a kick out of stuff. For instance, I was in Malaysia a couple of years ago uh, doing a seminar, and they were all Malayan people. Malayan people are Muslims. And when I flew there, a friend of mine took me to the airport, and she said, well, it must be really hard to always adapt to the culture. And I thought about it in the plane, you know, it's a long plane ride. And I thought, I, I, I don't adopt to the culture. <laughs> and maybe I should, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. to a Muslim country and, and maybe the people are totally different. But, of course, there was no time because I was going straight from the airport to the seminar. So I didn't have time to adopt to anything. But I thought about it. And then I went into the seminar and I'm an intuitive speaker. I don't have scripted presentations. I just go mm-hmm. for it, you know. And so I was on I walked up on stage and I was still of two minds, you know, should I adopt to the culture or should I go with the flow as I normally do do when I speak? And I thought, no, I'm going to do my thing my way because it's my way of doing it, you know. And so mm-hmm. I went up on stage and I started speaking to them, and they were mainly business people in the room. And there was uh, the first few rows were only men with business suits, and then the last few rows were the ladies with the scarves and so on. And and I started speaking, and I took them through a visualization process that I love doing because it really moves people. I mean, it really touches their heart. And so I saw two businessmen in the first row cry while I was mm. doing this process, and I saw the tears running down their cheeks. And that really touched me so much. You know, that that really means you you get to the core of the being. You get to the core of that person. They weren't crying because they were feeling sad. They were crying mm-hmm. because of joy, of what they could see and imagine now, you know, where they where they can take their life, what is possible for them. And this is why the tears were running. And when I, when things like that happen, you know, that I, I know that I've touched somebody's soul, this is when I get immense satisfaction, immense satisfaction out of this work. Because, you know, what more can you do? I mean, what more can you ask for while you're here than to touch somebody else's life in a positive, impactful way? Wow, wow. Oh, my goodness. And that's so true. Wow. You, 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 you yourself transformed, and now you're helping others to do so. That is such a blessing. Beware of what you ask for is one of the topics covered in your book, to be or not to be, the choice is yours. That's, that's often, I've heard that before. You know, beware of what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Be careful about what you ask for. Why do you think that term's been coined? And do you think that we, from your personal experiences and from people that you've worked with, do you think we sometimes think we really want something on the surface? I've had times in my life I look back, even on some relationships I wanted, that I literally begged God for and didn't get, and then look back years later and was like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we sometimes think we really want something? We we feel like, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. 
but that deep down in our spirit, we really don't want it. And how can we tell if, you know, if this is really something we genuinely want or not? Well, I mean, absolutely, I agree with you, you know, quite quite often, actually. We want something because it's a trend, it's in fashion, it seems desirable, uh, and uh, maybe not available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you really want it badly because you can't have it. You yes. know, either because you don't have the money or because the relationship is, or the, the guy is in another relationship or whatever it may be, you know. And you mm. you think, I really want this, I really want this. Or when people think about material things, you know, they they want it so badly, they want it, they want it. But when they realize, I mean, most people don't think about this, but when they realize what it will take to actually make it happen, you know, the action wow. they need to take to actually make it happen, then it doesn't seem so desirable anymore. It's easy to say, ah. if I win, when I win in the lottery, I'm going to buy my dream home, you know, or I'm going to go on a cruise or whatever it might be that they want in that moment. And then it's, it's I mean, first of all, it's not, not likely at all that you will ever win the lottery because there is a chance one in I don't know how many million right. <laughs> that, that you are the one. But I know that, for instance, here in Germany, they had a TV program once about lottery winners, you know, that, that won a lot of money. And they were more broke than ever before yes. a year or a couple of years later. And they really thought it would last forever and ever because a million seems like, you know, yes. it's never ending. It's so much. Right. But when you have it, because you, you have that attitude and you have no idea how much a million really is, and you start right. spending like there's no tomorrow, and tomorrow it's gone. You know, I mean, it happens really fast. Yep. <laughs> yes. It takes very long. And then, of course, you have had the experience uh, of what it's like to live an easier life, you know, because having money is not that important, yes. but it makes life much easier. So, yes. so you have had the experience, while before you didn't, before it was just a dream. Now you've had the experience. Now you, of course, want to keep it, but it's gone, you know, you can't do it anymore. Now you feel miserable, while before you weren't feeling miserable about it. It was just, mm. yeah, it would be nice, it was a desire, it would be nice to have. So, yeah, it's, you know, what I found, and I think this is vital for people to understand and to think about for themselves, is I found in my life trainings, and I've spoken to thousands and thousands of people worldwide, I found that about 95% of the people have no idea what they really want. Mmm, that's and amazing. This, yeah, and this that is, is massive. This is massive. They have no sense of purpose. They are wow. not clear on the outcome they really desire. And so if you don't have a big picture of your life, you don't have a clear vision of where you are taking your life, then you will always be at the mercy of others. You will because wow. you are drifting from one thing to another and you are drifting yes. from one thing to another. And then you wake up, you know, you're 40, 50, 60 years old, and you wonder My goodness. You know. My goodness. My goodness. How did I get here? And, and yes. I never wanted this, you know. I mean, when I was oh young and God. I had all these big dreams, I never wanted what I have now or who I am today. Oh, um, my goodness. 
I, I got to tell you, you, I think about, I, 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 if I even myself and I th- and I and I have known what I I've wanted to do and what I need to do since I was ten, and I thank God I know that. But even then, I've made mistakes along the way, and I think about when I was a kid to now, and how many other people. If you don't know what you you hear, and there are people who don't know, like you said, and that percentage could be that high is amazing. You're just letting whatever happens in life. It's like, oh well, you just you respond to whatever happens. You're not at the you're never at the in the driver's seat, and you should be. You should be the one at the steering wheel, using your thoughts and your intentions exactly. and your energy to create the very future you want. You should be doing that. But a lot of people, some people don't know that, that we do that. We do it by default. And we whatever we see or hear on the TV or respond to, whatever emotions it generates, that's what we bring into our lives, not knowing we're actually doing that. But to take that knowledge and then to start saying, you know, I'm going to create this. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to start tracking down this path. You might not get there when you say you want to, but you, if you keep going, you will eventually get there. Mm-hmm. That, I, oh my God, that you have noticed that in your your work, and I've heard other people say that that the majority of people is almost like a leaf. Just the wind blows and picks it up and takes it wherever it takes it. Yeah, they say that's how they most know of what us, they want. They want a good career. They want a happy family, but that's all really. You know, you've got to be really crystal clear, and this yes. is why when you say you don't know what you, I mean, be careful what you ask for, this is why this is really so important, wow. because so many people go to bed, for instance, they go to sleep thinking about their worries, right? They think yes. about the problems they're having, all the things they need to do on the next day, and and so they go to sleep on that worry note, you know, on the fearful, in a slightly fearful way. And so they will not have, first of all, they will not have a really restful, uh, uh, and a, you know, a, a good sleep where they will feel energetic in the morning and happy because it's a new day and they can start the day afresh and really, you know, move towards what they want because there is no moving towards what they want. So there is no big mm. picture there. The problem, another problem with that is also that, you know, all of us have hurdles and obstacles and challenges in yes. our life. I mean, every single one, no matter who they are. Right. But if you don't, if you have a big picture, if you have a vision for your life, then you know where you are going. So when an obstacle arises, it's just that. It's an obstacle, it's a pain in the butt, but, you know, <laughs> it's, you know you are aware of it but you still see the big picture. And so you will Mm. find ways to overcome that obstacle. But if you don't have a big picture, if you don't have a clear vision of where you are taking your life, and it's the you, you are doing it, you know, I mean, we, each of us is doing it. So if you don't have that vision and you don't know where you're going, you're going to go around the obstacle or you will back off and say, oh, well, yeah, my parents were right, this this is not for me. I, yeah. I can't do this. And it's at the first or second or latest at the at the third hurdle that arises, they stop. And they move wow. in the direction that seems easier. But Oh my goodness. But if we go into the you know, always in the easy what seems easy direction, that means in the end we end up in a very mediocre uh, unsatisfying life 
And this is where oh, you see so God. many you people. You are really hitting some notes. I'm telling you, you're really hitting some notes. I'm just sitting here thinking how many of us, and I did it for years, work jobs yeah, we don't too. like. But, but, but. <laughs> That regular paycheck's coming in, and if you go off to do what you your heart's screaming at you to do, uh, there's going to be some risk. First of all, that regular paycheck might not be there, and you might have some uh, financial challenges for a while before things really take off. And a lot of us just aren't willing to to do to do that. We just aren't willing to. It's like you know what? I, I'd rather keep that regular paycheck coming in, which is why we absolutely go nuts if we get laid off. We think our mm-hmm. whole life is ended. Are you kidding me? One job and your whole life's over. You got to be joking. But we 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 so used to wanting to know. When you have a regular job, you could almost plan your life. You say, "I'm going to go on vacation in six months. I'm going to do this." Sometimes when you go after a dream and you don't have the regular check coming in, you can't. You don't know what the next month's going to look like, let alone the next six months. Exactly. <laughs> but it also we want means that comfort. you have to be creative. You know because yes. You are responsible, and this is such a wonderful word in English, responsible. That means he has the ability to respond, responsible. So you have the ability to respond when you take full responsibility for your life, while if you let others take over, as as mm. many, many, many people are doing, and they stay in that job that they don't like so much, and they stay in the relationship mm. they don't like so much, or they give up just because something isn't working so well, especially in relationships. You see that all the time. You know, they give up before they've even really tried. And I think it's such a shame, you know. Love is something that we also need to work on on a daily basis. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't just stay like that, you know. You've got to do something. And so <clears throat> when pe- people give up because they don't have a clear picture of what they want, and they feel stuck, and they feel stuck in, you know, the situation they're in, but they don't see a way out because they have not learned to take responsibility. They take responsibility for a lot of things, but not necessarily for their own life. And uh, this is why I'm so passionate about it, because I was like that, you know, so I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, I've been a refugee from former communist Germany. I had a really tough time as a kid. Uh, I was abused, I was raped, and all kinds of stuff you don't want anyone to happen. <laughs> you know, I don't right. want to happen uh. to anyone. But I had to go through that, and I had to go through the hard times to to start waking up and to realizing there is something else out there. You know, you can live different, and it's not a matter of luck. It's a matter of you taking responsibility and taking <laughs> action on it. And yes. then, you, you know, I mean, for instance, this morning, I couldn't sleep last night for whatever reason. I couldn't sleep. And I was still, you know, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I still hadn't slept. And this morning, Saturday mornings, I go hiking with uh, a couple of other ladies. And this morning it was, and of course I was tired, you know, when my alarm clock went mm-hmm. off. And it was drizzling outside, you know, this, this mixture of drizzle and snow. So mm-hmm. it was pretty miserable. And I thought, oh, I don't really want to go out there. It looks really miserable. And I thought, Barbara, get your butt up there. You're not getting any younger. You need some exercise. You need some fresh air, you know. (laughs) Get yourself together. And every one of my friends said the same. When we met at the parking place where we started off, 
they will say, oh, my God, if you, if we hadn't known that you would be coming, we would have stayed in bed this morning. I said, yeah, I felt exactly <laughs> the same. And and this is why it's so important to have a coach or to have a mentor, you know, to have somebody that kicks you in the butt or that yeah. at least is there and you are accountable to that person. If I hadn't turned up this morning, they would have asked me. would not have been a problem, but they would have asked, hey, what happened? You right. Know, and I, oh, my. Yeah. I, I, so, I like that you you continue to say during this interview, and I'm just picking, noticing it, um, you have to get a clear picture. I, 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 I've heard so many people say that. That you, you, you say uh, in Wallace Waddles' books, the science of getting rich. He says you can't mm-hmm. just say, "I want to have a lot of money." That's too vague. Yeah. You have to get clear and specific about what you want. Yeah. He said if you if you were talking if you were sending somebody a telegraph, you wouldn't send them the alphabet A B C D E F G <laughs> all the way down through Z and expect them to get to understand your message. You would put it in some type of a sequence, some type of a order, some type of way where they could clearly understand what it is you're, you're, you want. He said that's the same thing you have to do with your life. You have to get clear and specific about it and not keep, continue to generalize it. I want to ask you uh, another talk about another topic in your book, which is, is just hearing you talk about it makes it sound like a book that will really, really benefit and bless somebody's life. And another topic you cover in To Be or Not To Be, The Choice Is Yours, is you say we have a choice. And as an adult, I understand this, but this is something that's kind of important to me, and I've talked to our source about this. Um, as children, it doesn't seem like we have as much a choice, particularly if you're at the very youngest youngest ages, and I mean a couple of months to a couple of years old, you're really doing what your parents tell you to do. So I wanted to ask you, do you think that because of what occurs in our childhoods, it goes into the subconscious mind and we get our programmed, do you think we really have 100% control over the direction our lives take? Or do you think there's something else, a higher source, something else, maybe our childhood programming that's impacting us more than we might realize? Oh, definitely. Uh, and unfortunately, that is so, yeah. In our early childhood, in the first seven years of our life, we get very much impacted by our environment. That's our mm-hmm. parents, grandparents, teachers, uh, you know, the peer group that we're around. So we get very much impacted, and that, unless we consciously work on it, because it's not working for us, that programming stays with us for the rest of our days, and it makes us react automatically to certain situations, always the Mm -hmm. same way. That's Mm -hmm. why if you choose the wrong guys, you continue to do that until you say, hey, stop, that's enough. You know, I mean, let's analyze Mm -hmm. this, let's have a look here. Why is Mm -hmm. this happening to me all the time? And Mm -hmm. (coughs) it's happening to you because of something that you've learned as a child, and it could have been very small, that you accepted as right. You know, something your parents did or said, or teacher or whoever it might be, a person of authority has said or done that you accepted as right. This is Mm -hmm. how it is. And this is how you live for the rest of your days. It's one of your core values, and we live by our beliefs, by our core values, 100%. We are not consciously aware of it, and we just do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. That that subconscious, mm-hmm. that subconscious part, that hidden part. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing that that it takes a long time for that to even that hidden part to reveal itself. So you know, oh, this is what's yeah, going you, on you here. Need, this is by <laughs> working on yourself and listening to your intuition, and and analyzing at times. Why is this always going wrong? I can tell you a story out of my own life. And I'm working on something that I found out about myself recently, just a few months ago, and I'm working on it. Uh, you know, for instance, I, I have this fear of uh, authorities. And mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I knew wow. that there was something there. But I wasn't really aware of that because I'm very strong-willed and, and I'm a strong person. But... Mm-hmm. I still have that sometimes when I'm speaking with a lawyer or with a judge or people like that. Uh, that I I don't I don't have my say, you know. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. my mind shuts off and I let them mm-hmm. do everything and they are not right. doing a good job most of them unfortunately. <laughs> so I had some bad experiences. Yeah, it's true. I had some bad experiences last year with some lawyers that I hired. You know, really bad mm-hmm. experiences. They did nothing and they charged a lot of money and got yeah. really bad results. You know, I mean, I could have done that myself, probably with better results. And so I I sat down and I thought, why does this keep happening to me? There is a pattern there that keeps repeating through. And then they went back, you know, through earlier years of my life. And I thought, yeah, this is repeating itself. And I can tell you what it is. My father was very, very assertive. You know, I mean, what he said was law. There was no way that neither my mom nor me uh, could you know, get away with anything but what he wanted. So, okay. and, and, and he was pretty violent at times, you know, when he was uh, in a bad mood, he used to beat me up even so I hadn't done anything. It was like, uh, like I was mm-hmm. his punching ball. And this is also why I had such, one of the reasons why I had such low self-esteem, because he never praised me, but he definitely hit me when he, he felt like it. So... Mm. And I, I thought that I've overcome that and that it's all good, you know. And I loved my dad to bits and he loved me to bits. It was just his way of being. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I thought, okay, this is where it comes from. You know, I, I, I spoke to a therapist and they said, yeah, this is probably where it comes from. It is from those early childhood days when you, whenever you spoke up to that figure mm-hmm. of highest authority uh, in your life, yes. you know, you never knew if it would be a smile or a slap, you know, <laughs> if you, yes. if you wow. could get, sometimes he beat me up really bad. So, so you, you learned, I learned as a child that it's better to keep my mouth shut. You know, it's better mm-hmm. when I am with somebody like that to sort of step back and say, okay, I might think something else, but I'm not going to speak up because of the consequences. And this is still, I'm 60 now, and it's still there, can you imagine? And, um, yeah, and I just sort of realized that a few months ago that it's still wow. there. Normally I cope really well. But there were a couple of cases last year that I thought, wow, I mean, Barbara, you know, what's wow. the matter with you? Why didn't you speak up? And that is why. <sighs> so this conditioning is very, very deep in us. It's, it's a yes. trigger, and if people know how to pull that trigger... I can tell you, they can manipulate you really bad. Oh, yes. So we've got to yes. know what our triggers are. We've got to know our beliefs 
and our values, our core values. Uh, very, very important. I talk about it extensively in the book, and my book is is a, a workbook, much more than just a reading book. I okay. didn't want to write a reading book. I tell you why, Denise, because when you read these self-help books, and I've read hundreds and hundreds of them over the last three decades, and most of them, they promise you all kinds of stuff before you buy it. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, they will give you all the answers, and then you buy the book. And by the end of the book, I get so frustrated. And I say, okay, great, you know. Yeah, it's all true what they write, but how do I do it? You know, good for them yeah. that they know how to do it, but how do I do it? Right. Uh, and And so I was having this heated, you can hear that I'm getting very passionate about this, (laughs) and I was having this heated discussion with an American friend of mine uh, that stayed with me for a few days, and we were having this discussion over breakfast, and he looked up from his food and he said, yeah, so why don't you write it? I thought, what? Wow. And he said, yeah, you are so passionate about it, you have the knowledge, you know the the tools and techniques that people need uh, can use, you know. Why don't you write such a book? He said, I totally agree with you. You know, most books are either fluff or they give the information, but they don't give the the how-to. You know, mm-hmm. they tell you what to, but not how-to. And and I thought about it and I said, yeah, yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, later on, he left, and he he stopped in the door, and he turned around, and he said, Barbara, I'm really serious. You should write that book. And I tell you, I sat down on my desk, and I thought about it, and I was intimidated a little bit, but then I thought, yeah, if not me, who? You know, I mean, obviously, mm. you know, people haven't done it. So I, I wrote the book as a workbook, and I can promise anybody that works through all the, you know, I mean, there's some questions in there. They take us to places we don't really want to go to, you know. Mm. Not everybody wants to go that deep into their life. Right. They don't want wow. to be. A friend of mine bought, bought one of my books recently, and a couple of weeks later I asked her, how are you getting on with the book? And she said, oh, it's depressing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I said, yeah. what? I said, you are the first person that tells me that my book is depressing. Most people tell me it's it's really inspiring, empowering, and mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. And I said, and you tell me that it's depressing. She said, I don't want to go there. You know, yeah. I asked myself, the f- in the first chapter, I asked myself several of your questions. And I see that I'm, I, I'm nowhere near where I want to go with my life. Nowhere wow. near. And I said, wow. oh, great, so take and celebrate it as a breakthrough, yeah. you know, because awareness yeah, we, is the first step, isn't it? Yes, it is. And we want to, we, I think we, somewhere in us we know the truth, and we would like to just keep things hidden so we don't have to change and deal with and become who what we truly, truly are. I want to. I want to ask you. I want to talk some more about your book, "To Be or Not to Be." The choice is yours. What do you mean when you say declare your strength? What do you mean, and how can our off-the-shelf listeners do that? Well, de- <clears throat> declare your strength is. You know, a lot of people don't have the belief in themselves that they need to really get where they want to go. So once they are clear on where they want to go with their life, then they need a strong reason why they want to go there. Because, you know, people say to me all the time, I want more happiness, I want more money. 
what does that mean? I mean, happiness is in the moment. Right now I can decide to be happy or not happy, you know. Right. So I rather mm-hmm. decide to be happy, but, you know, somebody else might make a different choice. So right. that's the thing in the moment. But we need to know to stay motivated and stay on our path. We need a strong reason why. Why mm-hmm. do I want this? What is the reason? Tony Robbins always says, I'm the why man. Jim Rohn, his mentor, uh, I saw him many times. He also always said, if the why is strong enough, the how becomes easy. So we need ah. to know why we want something so that we stay motivated even when the going gets tough at times. So that's one of the things. And uh, I forgot your question now because, uh, yeah. No, I was asking you, what do you mean by declare your strength and how can off-the-shelf listeners, how can they declare their strength? And it sounds like you're saying as far as what you want to do with your life, you need to get clear about what you want and also why you want it. So yeah. so is that how a person would declare their strength? Well, and also become aware that you have strengths, even though they might not be as obvious as you want them to be, they might not be, you know, you might not live them all the time, but you have strengths. And, to, you know, we need to really live our life fully. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to love ourselves. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to trust ourselves. And to be able to do that, we need to take responsibility, obviously, over our life. And to declare our strengths, for instance, would be, I have a chapter on that actually also in the book where I ask the questions and people need to answer the questions. Uh, what are your strengths? And I'm not talking about job-wise, you know, that's also part of your strengths maybe, but what are your strengths? Are you flexible? That might be strength. Mm. Are you a good mom or dad? That might be strength. Are you loving? Are you open? Are you caring? Or whatever it might be, you know, for everyone that's slightly different really write them down. So when you have a bad day, when you have a day when you feel down, you can just pick up that piece of paper and say, oh, my God, I'm so good, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with patting yourself on the back. I do that all the time. I've, I've, you know, because my confidence was so low uh, when Mm -hmm. I was younger, I had to learn to praise myself because we can't wait until the outside world notices. We can't wow. wait for that. Right. We need to start doing it ourselves. And when we do it ourselves, then others also notice because you have a different aura, you know, you have a different way of moving and mm. of speaking and of being. So people notice you are straighter, you are you stand tall, you have a totally different uh, you become a different personality because you believe and trust yourself and respect yourself. And that is very different to what you see so many people out there live, you know. They are so, oh, the shoulders are hunched. And, and I can tell people, I can give an exercise that anybody can do. It takes just a minute, totally free of charge. It doesn't cost them anything, not just because I'm saying it now, but they can do it whenever they feel like it. When you feel bad about life, you know, when things are not going right or when you feel bad about yourself or when you're down, normally we let our head hang, right? Shoulders are hunched, head is down, and Mm -hmm. we're feeling down. Well, we're looking down. I mean, what's going to put us up if if we look down? (laughs) But 
when people feel they should practice it, you know, just sit down and mm-hmm. let their, let your head hang between your knees, and you will okay. very quickly, even if you feel really great, within minutes you will start to feel depressed. It's normal. Wow. So our physiology influences also our mental state and vice versa. So what they can do to get out of that if they are feeling down is get up, feet feet apart, you know, uh, uh, hip wide apart, and then throw up their arms with fists. You know how the winners do or the sports people mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. win, they throw up both arms. Yes, there, they yes, make a fist yes. and they say, "Yeah." And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you do that, you know, just stand like that so that you're comfortable and throw your arms up in the air with the fist and put a big smile on your face, even if you don't feel like smiling. And look up at the ceiling or, you know, wherever you might be, inside or outside. Just look up and have that big grin on your face, however ridiculous it might feel. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you you will not be able to think negative thoughts when you are in that stand. You will not be able to think negative thoughts. And within a minute or so, you will start to feel much better. It's so easy to do. You know what, and that is so that is so true. And, and I know some worship centers, people say, if you praise, if you count your blessings, if you just start saying thank you, you mm-hmm. I, there's no way. You, I, I'm not saying you would go completely from a like a clinical depression out of it. But if you continue to do that, something's going to shift. Oh, sure. I, I just don't. I, I don't see how it could not. But the thing is, some of us don't want to leave the state we're in. We say we do, but we don't because we don't put mm-hmm. the work in. It does. Take work. You might have to get up every morning and do something to start your day on on a good vibration. You might have to get up and do, but you're worth it. You're so worth it. You we buy we buy nice clothes. We buy nice shoes. Wherever you live, we 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 take baths and showers, and we take care of ourselves that way. We should take care of ourselves emotionally and mentally and energetically as well. Barbara, you you mentioned this at your website, and I wanted to be sure to ask you this question because we're coming down to like less than fourteen minutes. What is life's top question, and is it a question every person must ask at some point in their life? Well, for me, life's top question is, who am I? And if you find an answer to that, <laughs> which is not easy, uh, who am I? If you find an answer to that, uh, then you you are really touching your core. And who you are, who we all are, is love, unconditional yes. mm-hmm. love. Nothing but love. That's who we all are in our very, very, very core being. And it's covered up in many cases by layers and layers and layers and layers of what we think is protection so that we don't get hurt. And with this protection, I always call it, I always say I come from behind the Berlin Wall, but I see most people around me built their own Berlin walls. And I know because I've been one of them, you know, I had layers of protection around me. And they don't crumple crumble so easy, but what happens is that we keep ourselves imprisoned. Instead of keeping the pain out, we keep ourselves imprisoned in these layers and layers and layers. So the the core question is, who am I? Okay. 
uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to uh, hear the answers. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody would have something different, but I agree with you. Through my through my journeys, I've come to believe the same thing. You know, the the source that created us took of itself to to create us with. So whatever, I, I generally what people would think think of the source that created us. That's what we are. That's what we are. That's what it took. It took of itself to create us. How, how could we be anything else? Could you tell our off-the-shelf listeners about some other topics that you cover in to be or not to be the choices yours? We already talked about uh, um, beware of what you ask for, and we also already talked about we have a choice and declaring your strength. What are some of the other topics that you cover in to be or not to be the choices yours? Well, for instance, the first chapter is called Start with the End in Mind. And mm. with that, I really mean you've got to know what you want before you start moving. Otherwise, you're going to move all over the place. You're not going to get where you want to go to because, you know, you are not focused on that. So <clears throat> start with the end in mind. Become clear on what you want and then create a vivid vision out of that. Vivid. I really mean in every tiny little detail, create your ideal day, your perfect day, from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you go back to bed at night. And create it in so much detail. For instance, in the book, I share maybe 20 minutes, half an hour of my ideal day, and it takes three pages. That's mm. half an hour out of 24. So you can imagine how long that story will be. And when you do that, you feel the emotion inside of you. You start to get excited. This is what I mean with the why. You start to feel excited. Yeah, that's what I want. And some things will change over time, you know, and you will cross out some things and then you will add something else because that sounds more enticing now or because you've moved so close to the outcome that you've written down that now you need a bigger vision, you need a better vision, mm-hmm. even, you know. It's it's a flowing process. And then uh, I talk about our negative self-talk in Chapter 2 that's called Meet Yeah, mm. Yeah, yeah but, I yep. need, you know, I need to make money so I can't leave my job, which is fine, you know. The, the way to change is not dramatically overnight. The way to really change successfully is step by tiny step. Just yeah. make some new, uh, you know, create some small new habits. Uh, mm-hmm. Not something dramatically, just something small. Uh, slightly change your nutrition, you know, the way you eat or your sleeping habits or your exercising habits, the way you treat people or the way you treat yourself, of course. <coughs> so... There is uh, quite a lot on on our negative self-talk because we all have it and some of us have Mm -hmm. it really heavy. Then there's another chapter on conquer your fears and I talk about the different fears and worries and and what they're good for and what they are definitely not good for and how we can get (laughs) rid of them. Uh, Then we define, you know, we talk about defining purpose. Why are you here? What are your values? What is your purpose in life? And then... Chapter 5 is dream to reality. That is very practical because Mm. people think when they want to reach a dream, it's so big. You know, hopefully people can still dream big, you know, outrageous stuff. But it seems so far away, so unreal, so impossible that they don't Mm. even attempt it. And Mm. in this chapter, I teach 
how you can break even the biggest goal down yes. in tiny achievable steps so that you can tick something off every day and that keeps the momentum because you've completed something even if it was just one phone call that you know that gave you mm-hmm. some new information you needed doesn't matter doesn't have to be anything big but constant movement in the right direction is what gets results the small steps add up to massive results so that's what we talk about there and then, of course, stop the mind monkey. That, I think, is essential today. When you walk around, especially in the cities, everybody is plugged in all the time. You know, they've got MP3 <laughs> players, they've got their cell phones, oh, yeah. uh, they've got their iPad and what have you. You know, nobody is ever with themselves anymore. Mm. But we need to be, we need to listen to ourselves. We need to be with ourselves. We need to listen to our body. What does it need? For instance, I need a glass of water urgently. <laughs> you got to listen. You got to listen when you know to your body. We've we've lost it somehow. We need to listen to our mind. What are my thoughts? What am yeah. I turning around and around? And is that empowering me? Is that helping me achieve my dreams? In most cases, it isn't. In most cases, it's all the worry stuff. You know, the stuff we mm-hmm. don't want that we chew again and again and again. And I tell you, where you, where your focus is, this is what you will get. So where you yeah. touch, this is what you get. What you focus on expands. That means if you focus on your worries and on your problems all the time, this is mm-hmm. what you will get more of. So we need But I don't to think most, most, most of us, it takes, see, Barbara, you, you know that from, you know, reading the Rony Stones and all the other books you read, and that's how I've learned that. But I don't think most people realize that. I don't think so. I think a lot of us might think that if I worry about it enough, somehow to work itself out. I really think that's how most people approach worry. If yeah, I worry I about it enough, yeah. if I pace the floor enough, somehow it'll work itself out. But no, you're generally going to get more of the same. The same. More of I don't the think most of problem. us know that. Yeah, exactly. It's def- I mean, where your attention goes, the energy flows. And when the mm-hmm. energy flows in that direction where your attention is, and f- for many, many of us, and even for me sometimes, you know, my thoughts are about stuff that I need to take care of, and it worries me or it bothers me, and I think, oh, my God, you know, I still have to do that. I haven't done it. should have done it this week. And boom. So you turn it <laughs> round and round and round, and you get yourself in a state. And we need to stop doing that. I mean, as soon as I realize I'm doing it, I stop myself and it's become easy, you know, it's a habit now. But it, we need to start listening to that and we have to come down. I give a lot of different techniques how people can come down, like meditation, yoga, but knitting, uh, washing the dishes, you know. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of things you can do to just mm-hmm. be with your thoughts. And to be with yourself. Uh, for me, what mm-hmm. works best is a walk in nature. I love it. I live in the woods next to a small lake. I have one single neighbor, uh, no other people around, and my neighbor's hardly ever here, so I hardly ever see him. And I live in nature because nature gives me the energy for my work. It gives me mm. the, you know, it rejuvenates you. Uh, I live in fresh air. So we need to do that. If you live in a big city, then go into a park. Mm-hmm. You know, go yes. for a walk, go for a hike, uh-huh. go to a cemetery and, and just sit there for a few minutes and, and just reflect on the life that 
you know, of those people that, that are there, you know, who might they have been and did they live their dreams or, you know, mm. whatever it might be. For me, cemeteries work like a charm, you know. Whenever I'm mm-hmm. really hyped up, that's where I go. I go to okay. the cemetery, I walk around, I look at the gravesites, and I think about, I don't know the people, but I think about, you know, who might they have been, how how was their life, you know, did they do what they came here to do, and what am I mm. doing, you know, and uh, you really come down very fast like that. And, yeah, so that's more or less in the last chapter, we fill the gap between where you are today to where you want to go, and okay. it's very, very practical. It's a really practical step-by-step process. And you said uh, in the in the introduction, you said it's an e-book. No, it is a, a physical book. They can get it on Amazon. Oh, okay. I just yeah, tell, tell, tell our the office show listeners because, where they can get. Yeah, tell, I our, tell our listeners where they can get copies of your book. Where can yeah, where can, can people get, get copies? Copies, and I recommend they get a physical body uh, copy. And I want to. Um, Give a special offer to your people. If they uh, want to get the book, they can get it from Amazon. That will be very fast. But okay. if they want it signed, I'm happy to sign it. I've got about 10 books still here <clears throat> in my house in Germany. And if they want the physical book and they want it signed by me, then they should get it from the website. You already mentioned it, www.the2bbook.com. And also, for the next uh, 10, I don't have more books here, <laughs> for the next 10 that order it, I will also give a little gift, and that is my Moments to Be. That is an audio CD with 20 short, one to three minute long tips, you know, like what, you know, the nuggets that I share with people. And uh, mm-hmm. those are 20 of them. Moments to be very short, very much to the point. Why? Because everybody's so busy these days. You know, they don't want to listen to an hour. They want to listen to a couple of minutes on the way to work. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's why I created that audio program. And I will gift it to them. So whoever, the next 10 people who order the book will get that too. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. Oh, my goodness. And and before we go, can you let us know if you're working on any new material and when we can expect to see your new book or audio book out on the market? Well, <clears throat> the moments to be will be a 365, uh, I mean, a year-long program thing where I'm still creating that. I'm still taping it and, you know, creating it. So that's the project mm-hmm. I'm working on at the moment. I'm translating my book into German because I live now in Germany, and, you know, it's a shame. I do work here, and I can't give the book, <laughs> even though I'm German. I have uh, my book. Okay. I, I wrote the book in English, so I'm translating it at the moment. And I'm mm-hmm. working on another book, but that will probably not be out uh, this year. I don't think it will be finished because the moments to be are important to me because I get amazing feedback from them. And, of course, I want my book in German. So those are the two main projects I'm working on right now. Oh, wow. Barbara, I cannot thank you enough for our off-the-shelf listeners again. She is just she has just said if you whoever orders the next 10 copies, not only will she autograph it, but she'll include a free gift as well, and we thank her for that. And you can get that that special from www.thetobebook.com. And that, again, is Barbara Hoffmeister, To Be or Not To Be, The Choice Is Yours. That's the title of her book. Thank you, thank you so much for being here with us. 
today, Barbara. Well, I have so enjoyed you, you and and I've learned so much, and it's just been such a blessing. And to our off-the-shelf listeners, uh, please come back next Saturday, 11 o'clock in the morning. We will bring you another phenomenal guest who will share information that can help you, whether you're in business or whatever you're a writer, uh, editor, a publisher, a publicist, whatever your dreams are in life, they can help you to get there. You can see how they've created their books and and, and, and launched their own dreams, and you can get some uh, advice on marketing, whatever it is to help you achieve your goals because that's what Off the Shelf is about. I thank you again, Barb, for calling in all the way from Germany. <laughs> and I, as I always tell you, our Off the Shelf listeners, remember you're so incredibly valued and so truly blessed. And go out and create a marvelous, marvelous day for yourself. Barbara, thank you so so, so, so much. You truly blessed me, and I thank you and thank you and thank you. And you go out and create a marvelous day for yourself, and I'll shoot you an email. You will do that. Thank you very much, Denise. Speak to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.